Welcome, my lords, to the White City, where you will learn more about Middle-earth and discover differences and similarities between the Rings of Power show and Tolkien's books, and whether Amazon's show, episode by episode, is worth watching. I'm Philip Dutt, your host, and I'll be joined by Matt Vandevoort and Mark Schaefer. I hope you enjoy yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think now to turn on to hope and something I was thinking about is where do people put their hope? Um, and I think in Lord of the Rings, you know, you have like any big battle or like you have Gondor hoping that, you know, Rohirrim are going to come and save the day or everybody hopes that Frodo's going to make it to Mount Doom. So there's not, I don't know, there's not a whole lot of, like, oh, I know that I'm going to, oh, I know I can, and maybe this is what they're also doing, why, you know, Aragorn wasn't, you know, taking up the uh, lineage like he would in the books, is because they're not really showing, at least in the movies, you know, not really showing anybody, like, thinking that he can, like, do it all himself, I guess. Um, But, anyways, that said, like, from like the from the rings of power, how do you think people are like where are people putting their hope? Where like what's what's happening with that? Is Galadriel like is Galadriel everybody's hope, do you think? I think that that's a really interesting question because if they go through with the story how basically they have to go through with the story, um, where they put their hope in the show is ultimately going to fail. Um because you basically have to end the show with, yeah, we beat Sauron, but everything's getting worse now because we didn't fully beat Sauron. And so, yeah, I think that Galadriel's putting her hope in her martial prowess. I think martial prowess is probably the one big place that everybody's putting their hope. Um, you have Galadriel trying to train and realizing maybe a little bit at the beginning of the season or at the end of the season that that's not going to be enough because she traveled with Sauron for months and didn't realize it was him. Um, you have uh, you have the Numenorians as like the sort of the Rohan coming in to save the day of this era where like yeah the, the Numenorians showed up and they they rescued the village and then whoops, it got turned into Mordor. And so I think that that's going to be a big theme is that where people are putting their hope isn't working. But I think that the Harfoots will be the one exception is that they're sort of putting their trust. Now, whether you think this falls with Tolkien or not, but they're, they'll put their trust in like the small things and the day to day and the little things. And they're sort of, trust in each other um, will be what sees them through. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if you have the Harfoots, because they're already throwing the timeline around anyways, if you have the Harfoots coming in and founding the proto-Shire at the end of the series to sort of be that one little bit of, oh, uh, even in the face of all this grand stuff that's going on and crashing around them, they're going to be the ones that come in and be like, yeah, we, as long as there's like the little folk that are 
sticking together, things will be okay. Um, so yeah, I think that might be where the the show goes, which I I don't think is necessarily outside of the uh, the realms of what Tolkien was trying to write about, because obviously, like, uh, quite literally at the Battle of the Black Gate, they're putting their hope in the little people. And, like, they know that if Frodo and Sam fail, they're all marching to their death. Um, and I think that's sort of why it's at that point that it really succeeds, is because when you don't trust in your own strength, you trust in goodness and uh, sort of hope itself, uh, that's when you finally get success. Yeah, I was, this was like a great topic I thought to talk about. <clears throat> um, the real key difference I had between thinking of Tolkien's writings and the Rings of Power and the way they think about hope is that in Tolkien's writings, um, I think you can see like this really concrete idea of hope. Whenever a character hopes for something, they know exactly what it is they're hoping for. Um, and thinking about the show, I think it's a little bit harder whether it's like sort of unclear if there's something they're hoping for or what they're putting their hope in. A quick scene comparison, you know, the battle in the Southlands where, you know, at the end, the riders come in and sort of also the battle of Helm's Deep, whereas at Helm's Deep, they know that Gandalf is looking for Erkenbrand in the books or Theoden in the movies and that they're hoping that he'll come and save them. Whereas in the Southlands, they actually have no idea that the people are coming. They sort of think that's their death. It's unclear if they actually do have any hope, right? Like it's like, um, uh, yeah. And the Harfoots as well, when they go to rescue the person, uh, the stranger, they also are like, hey, you know, we're like hobbits. We can do this or something, right? Whereas, like, if you think of Frodo on his quest to destroy the ring, he... he I'm like, a hobbit. I can't do this. <laughs> right? And he's constantly looking out for pe other people. He's, like, he gets spiritual help from Galadriel, also from Sam. And the other people in the story are having putting their hope in Frodo that Frodo will destroy the ring. This is, like, a very concrete hope. Frodo will destroy the ring and we'll win. And that's how we're going to win, right? Like, and so it's like this idea of like hope and like something outside of yourself and also something concrete. Whereas it's really hard to find what these sort of things are in, in the show. You know, is, does, does Gladriel hope that she'll destroy Sauron? Does she hope for revenge? Like what is what is anybody in the show even hoping for? It's like sort of a hard thing to to focus on. Um, I guess the one thing is that the elves are hoping that Mithril will magically save them somehow. But yeah. Yeah, yeah I think that's a good point. I think we're at a point in the story where I don't even know if hope is the right term to apply to what mm. they're feeling. Like, I don't think Galadriel is thinking in terms of hoping for something at this point. She's thinking in terms of, I will do what I must to defeat evil um, and not even really considering failure an option. And so not really even seeing that the necessity of hoping for something. Um, I will say the one other place that you might see some kind of hope is with, although, well, maybe, is with the Numenorians, hmm. uh, with the, the faithful Numenorians sort of hoping that they can get out of this situation and hoping that they don't succumb to the, uh, the Kingsmen and, and hoping that the island doesn't get wrecked by a tidal wave. Um, but even that's a little less concrete than what you were saying because yeah i think for the most part most of the characters right now aren't thinking in terms of oh hope is something we need to be even dealing with at this point they're they're overconfident in their own abilities 
Um, and I think that at least for the first part of the show, the only character that's really going to be fully successful in what they're trying to do is Sauron because he's uh, he needs to get them to a point where they are thinking in terms of hope before the show will really make a lot of commentary on hope. I think also something I was just thinking about is like what are the stakes? It doesn't seem like there have really been like high stakes in a way but until like the rings are forged and those come around I mean Sure, they're, like, fighting evil here and there, but, like, as we were talking about before, um, the, you know, kind of the unknown where Sauron's at is kind of takes away from there being a real threat, right? So, yeah. in a way, like, how what are they needing to put their hope in if there isn't really, like, a huge threat except for, like, these instances here and there? Um, anyway, that's just a thought. Yeah, someone made a comparison between, like, the original ordering stories, like, the 4, 5, and 6 of Star Wars, um, A New Hope, Empire Strikes Back, where, like, oh, the bad guys are more powerful than us, and, like, we're all going to get destroyed, and so they have this hope, right, that we'll destroy the Death Star, that is, like, there's, like, concrete things. Yeah. Whereas, like, the Rings of Power is more like Star Wars 1, 2, and 3, where it's, like, hey, here's how things fall apart and lead yeah. us into that sort of section of the story. Yeah. Um, Which, like... This is the way the Rings of Power wants to tell the Second Age. It's not necessarily reflective of how the Second Age really is, but if that's the case, then it makes sense that they would emphasize like less hope because, yeah. like, hey, everyone seems to be doing slightly okay. There's sort of this distant, ominous threat maybe out there, but nothing super concrete that's about to destroy us, and therefore we need to have hope that we'll yeah. be saved. So, I really wish they could have done something like with the Third Age, and I think they're kind of trying to do this with the Second Age. Mostly just because I really like the concept of a civilization that, like, knows that it's on a downward trajectory and knows that everything's getting worse all the time, but is still super, like, proud of its heritage. And it's, like, simultaneously the most glorious phase of the civilization and the most... and the darkest phase, which I think is how Tolkien wrote Numenor at the end. Um, I, I know I've brought up before a lot that Arpharazon is, uh, like, he's looked back on as, like, in a lot of ways the worst king, but in a lot of ways even, like, the good characters of Numenorean descent still look back on him as, like, the most glorious and greatest of the kings, even though he did all hmm. these terrible things, because he also accomplished so much, like, he... It's one of those things where, like, it fell into Sauron's plan and it ended up working, but he did still legitimately defeat Sauron and capture him. Like, yeah, yeah. So I think I'm hoping that we get some more of that, where it's like, it's like things are terrible, but we're st like we're still gonna put on a good face and go down fighting, like, like even the Numenorians sailing against the Undying Lands. Like, it's terrible and horrible that they did that but you kind of have to respect the sheer audacity of it. Like, these guys were like, yeah, we're going to try and invade heaven. And it's just like, there's a little bit there that's like, okay, that takes some nerve. I will give you that. Um, and I think they're kind of going in that direction where it's like, yeah, everything's terrible, but we're not going to let that stop us from trying. 
And again, I don't think that's a reflection of hope. I think that's a reflection of like arrogance and pride, mm. um, which I think in Tolkien's works, it's like, yeah, there's a negative aspect to pride, but there's also like, there is a part of you to be proud of that like you've overcome this stuff and you've accomplished these things and you shouldn't, you shouldn't let the pride become consuming, but you shouldn't be so self-abasing that you ignore those things. Thanks for visiting the White City. Before you leave, please subscribe to our podcast and check us out at thewhitecitypodcast.com. Consider supporting my movement on Facebook, keeping the rings of power pure.